Every Wednesday afternoon, you can find me and Elizabeth holed up in a room on the second floor of the parish house with our All Saints Atlanta Project interns. We spend a few hours there each week working with these young people who have given a year of their lives fearlessly and sometimes fearfully to work in Atlanta area nonprofits and to live together in Christian community. We work through any community issues they're dealing with. We explore issues of vocational discernment and spiritual development. It's one of the hallmarks of our All Saints Atlanta Project um, internship program, this time that we spend together with them. It's a time of great growth and great laughter. We, have it, we enjoy ourselves. We have a good time. One resource that Elizabeth and I have used often to generate discussion among the interns is the deep and wide well of TED Talks. I know many of you are familiar with this incredible bounty, but if you're not, I cannot encourage you enough to check them out. TED Talks are free videos of some of the greatest thinkers of our day offering 18-minute explanations of their ideas. There are thousands of videos. I've seen a handful of them, and I haven't seen a bad one yet. They're fascinating. My current favorite, and the one that we showed the interns last week, is a semi-famous talk by a woman named Brene Brown. Brown is a researcher and a storyteller. And the talk, which now has posted more than 12 million views is about shame and courage. Last Wednesday was the third time I had seen the video, and I see something new every time I watch her. This time, when I listened to Brown talk about her research, one particular concept stood out to me. But I'm not going to tell you that concept just yet. Let's review our gospel first. This morning, we have Matthew's account of Mary's unexpected pregnancy and Joseph's understandable desire to distance himself from her. Remember, the choice that he makes before that angel visits is actually one of great mercy. By rights at the time, he could have had her stoned in the public square, but he doesn't. He chooses a much kinder, gentler path. But then, Matthew tells us, something remarkable happens. There is a dream and another angel and Joseph's heart is changed and he changes his mind and the young couple names the baby Jesus. The story is familiar to us now as is the one that will follow in a couple of days, that story about the inn and the manger and the birth and the shepherds and the star. When we allow ourselves to box up everything that we're sure we know about this story and instead just listen with open ears and sink and relax into this wonderful story and hear the story on its own two feet, it is an astounding story of miracle and ridiculous odds. So this brings me back to Brene Brown. Brown's research is mainly on how people move through the world, 
how they react and interact, how they have healthy relationships and healthy communities, and what happens when they don't. And what struck me in particular this Advent season is what Brown has to say about vulnerability. Vulnerability, she says, is the birthplace of joy, creativity, love, belonging. Vulnerability is the birthplace of joy, creativity, love, belonging. It is when we are vulnerable, Brown posits, when we open ourselves to the unknown experience, when we unlock ourselves to experience the full spectrum of human emotion, that we might get hurt, that we might be devastated even, that we might risk loss and heartbreak, but it also means that we will experience love and fulfillment and hope and happiness. When we play it safe, when we lock our hearts and our emotions up tightly to protect ourselves from any pain, we also lock ourselves against experiencing any deep joy. And here is the connection with our gospel. There is obvious vulnerability in that tiny baby. Babies are created vulnerable. It's almost the point of them. They are damageable. They're also incredibly resilient and strong. As tender as they are, they are created to survive against ridiculous odds. And this baby in particular is the promise to us that we believe in a God who has chosen vulnerability. Not just physically like we will see on Good Friday in a few months, but also emotionally as we see Jesus grow and he gets frustrated with his disciples and angry at the money changers when he weeps at his friend's graveside, when he shows compassion for the least and the lost and the lonely. But the baby is not the only vulnerable one in this morning's gospel. Look at some of those in the story who have an earthly start, earthly at the outset. Look at young Mary who has laid herself open to the possibility of unimaginable heartbreak, death even, while simultaneously saying yes to unspeakable joy. See our hero Joseph, who chooses love over safety. He gambles dangerously with death in doing so. I would also like to suggest, perhaps heretically, that we too make ourselves vulnerable when we decide to believe in the veracity of this incredible tale. There is a world out there telling us that if we just eat that one more thing or just drink this really great beverage or we buy that thing that we have to have, that really great product, or sign up for that service, that then 
then we will be happy. We will experience great joy. We will be fulfilled. We will be complete. The message of Joseph and Mary and that tiny baby is just the opposite. It tells us that we have to give up. We have to give up trying so hard to arm ourselves against things that might make us feel. Things that might make us feel pain. And instead, we have to open ourselves to the scary prospect of the entire spectrum of human emotion. We have to be vulnerable. To make room for the unexpected experiences in our lives, for angels in the night, for choices that lay us open to God breaking in and shaking us up. It takes courage, this kind of soul-bearing vulnerability. It takes courage to trust that the wealth we can gain in experiencing all of those different emotions is worth it. It takes courage to stop putting up walls, and it takes courage to stop avoiding human connections, and it takes courage to stop using our resources to numb ourselves in self-protection. It takes courage to believe in the truth of this story, and it takes courage to trust the angel when he says, Do not be afraid. It takes courage to be vulnerable. Do not be afraid. And when we are, when we are open and ready for that ecstatic experience, there will be pain. There will be heartbreak. And there will be joy. There will be excitement and anticipation. There will be happiness that no money can buy. And there will be love upon love upon love. Amen. Amen.